0: Have you discovered your purpose in life yet? You know, your life counts for something great. God would not have created you unless he created you to do a great work at your moment in history. God has allowed you to breathe in air and to experience life right now. Your life counts on the agenda of God. Your life was always meant to be laid down for God's consuming and powerful will. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is Carol McLeod. And as always, it's my delight and honor to open the Word of God with you. And so, Our cast of characters in this particular story of Profiles and Greatness continues to grow. We have King Ahasuerus, one of the most powerful kings to have ever lived in the ancient world, who was cruel beyond imagination. We have Vashti, his former wife, who'd been exiled from the kingdom because she wouldn't give in to his demands. We have the beautiful Esther, one of God's chosen daughters who Won the beauty contest. We have her uncle Mordecai who spends time at the king's gate. And although in this story, it, it is the king's gate of the palace of King Ahasuerus, to us as believers today, it represents spending time at the king's court. We also have the cabinet member of King Ahasuerus, a man by the name of Haman, who has just decided to to wipe out the entire Jewish race simply because Uncle Mordecai wouldn't bow to him. Haman has convinced King Ahasuerus to have the entire Jewish nation wiped off the face of the planet. Now, what King Ahasuerus doesn't yet know is that Esther is a Jew. Esther chapter four, verses one through four. When Mordecai learned all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the midst of the city and wailed loudly and bitterly. He went as far as the king's gate, for no one was to enter the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. In each and every province where the command and decree of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping and wailing and many lay on sackcloth and ashes. Then Esther's maidens and her eunuchs came and told her, and the queen writhed in great anguish, and she sent garments to clothe Mordecai that he might remove his sackcloth from him, but he did not accept them. What we see in these verses is is a great man in a moment of emotional weakness. And we all have them, don't we? But let's learn from Mordecai's mistake and not make the same mistake that Mordecai made at this moment. I believe that we're all going to be held accountable for the truth that the Holy Spirit reveals to us. And the Holy Spirit is revealing truth to you today. So what we see is Mordecai responding emotionally to a great injustice, to an act of abhorrent cruelty. And who could blame him? An entire race of people was going to be wiped out because Mordecai refused to bow and the blood was on his hands. He wasn't the only one who went into panic mode. In every province, there was great mourning. Everyone was overreacting. Everyone was wrongly reacting. Everyone was walking by sight and not by faith. They were leaning into their emotions rather than into their convictions. Everyone, that is, except Esther, Esther said, Mordecai, get a grip. Take off that sackcloth. Esther, through a messenger, had a conversation with Mordecai and said, Mordecai, take off your sackcloth and ashes because you will not be allowed to enter the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. Let me read Esther chapter four, verse two to you one more time. Mordecai went as far as the king's gate for no one was to enter the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. Has your heart stopped yet? Remember that the king's gate is symbolic of us entering into the king's courts, into the king's presence. And if you always go to your king, King Jesus, clothed in sackcloth and ashes, you will deny yourself an intimacy that he longs to have for you. Psalm 100 tells us how to access the King's presence. We enter the King's court with thanksgiving in our mouths. We enter his presence with praise. And if you're always trying to knock on the door of the Lord, clothed in sackcloth and ashes, weeping and wailing, more consumed with your circumstances than you are with his glory, it will deny you an intimacy that he longs to have with you. You must take off the sackcloth and ashes and put on the garment of praise. Will you do it or not? Initially, Mordecai refused. Verse four says that he didn't accept the garments that Esther made available to him. You know, the Holy Spirit has made available to you garments of praise. Will you put them on or not? Or will you stay consumed with your circumstances? I have resolved in my life to put on a garment of praise, regardless of what's going on in my circumstances. So Esther and Mordecai are having a conversation through a messenger and Mordecai is encouraging Esther to go to the king and to tell him that she is of the Jewish race and it's her people who are going to be wiped out. Esther 4.14. This is what Mordecai said to Esther. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Every great person at every historical juncture realizes that they have been born for purpose and and for impact. Have you discovered your purpose yet? You need to go to the king's gate to discover your purpose. You need to keep on that garment of praise and God will reveal to you that your life, just like Esther's, counts for something great. God has compassionately allowed you to have life, not for your own comfort, not for your own preference, not for your own agenda, but for the purpose of saving lives at your moment in history. This verse should be the theme of your life. You have achieved greatness for such a time as this. God needs great teens. He needs great singles, great moms and wives. He needs great widows, great men and women who will discern their purpose and destiny as part of God's great plan. I love to remind myself that my life is not all about discovering God's will for my life, but my life is always meant to be laid down for God's consuming will. That helps me understand it's not God's will for my life, but it's my life for God's will. It's time for all of us to quit griping and gossiping. It's time for all of us to quit panicking and complaining. It's time for all of us to quit bowing to all the wrong things and ignoring the convictions of the cross. God has a world out there that will violently and unfairly die unless you intervene. And that is what it means to be a great person. Esther chapter four, verses 15 and 16. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maidens also will fast in the same way, and thus I will go into the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. Esther saying my life is not my own, my preferences are not my own, culture has no hold on me, I don't get to live on easy street, or popular street, or selfish street, and so on the third day of the fast, Esther went into the king and she asked if they could invite Haman over for dinner that night. And he came. It was an uneventful night. And the king said, what else do you want, Queen Esther? And Esther replied, let's do it again tomorrow night. Haman was thrilled that he was rockin' and rollin' with the king and queen until he walked outside and saw Mordecai in Esther chapter five, verse five. Then Haman went out that day glad and pleased of heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, there he is again, and that he did not stand up. Or tremble before him. Haman was filled with anger against Mordecai. Just like Mordecai, you have an enemy. Your enemy is not named Haman, your enemy is named the devil. And when you spend time in the king's gate, you are going to make him mighty angry. Mordecai went home in a fury, and his wife said, Have a gallows made and ask the king if you can hang Mordecai on it. In in Esther 5 verse 13, Haman is telling his wife, I have so much honor and favor. I'm having dinner every night with the king and queen, yet all of this does not satisfy me. Every time I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. See, your presence in the king's gate will always challenge the enemy's plans. Now that night, the king couldn't sleep. This was in the days prior to ESPN, Fox News, and Pandora Radio. And so he had the chronicles brought to him. As far as we know, it was randomly read to him. They were just reading to him the history books of this country and, and the history of what the king had accomplished. And the part that was read to him, that was read to King Ahasuerus was when Bigthen and Teresh had wanted to kill the king, but the king had been saved by Mordecai. And the king asked, what do we do for this man? And his advisors replied nothing. King Ahasuerus is about to make a wrong right. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com And as always, know that I am praying for you today.